I'm Lindsay. And I'm Sarah. And together we're the co-founders of Whale Tales, a living library of cetacean stories. Today, I am making good on an old promise. Plus, a strange and sexy fun flipper fact. So sit back and enjoy as we dive right in. A shorter one for you this week, but just a heads up that we will be discussing reproduction, mating, and sexual themes in a frank and adult uh, manner. So if that is not what you're feeling like listening to, uh, that's okay. Just feel free to skip this one. And we will be back in a couple weeks with our mailbag episode where we answer your questions. We'll be back with that one on February 24th. Uh, a short but sweet one, because somebody made a promise to our listeners in our February episode of 2020 somebody. <laughs> it's me. It's me. Hi, Dad. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm really excited and also uh, very nervous. So I'm going to sing a song called Nervous But Excited, um, where everybody can hear me. I am actually going to sing a song. So all of this <laughs> verbal vomit is because a year ago was our Cetacean Sexy Times episode, episode 11, I want to say. And in that, we talked a lot about the sexual appetites, as it were, of cetaceans. And as a joke, I changed a couple of the lyrics to the chorus of Let's Talk About Sex by Salt and Peppa. And then something happened during the recording of that episode where I, I just got really excited about what I had done. <laughs> And made a promise. Basically, your Barty Stinson. Challenge accepted. Exactly. I challenged myself in the moment on the podcast to write the entire song. And listeners, I have done it. And it is the greatest thing I have ever done. <laughs> it is my opus. And so <laughs> now... Without any further ado, I am going to sing it. This is the first time that Lindsay and Sarah are hearing it. I have not shared any of the lyrics with them, despite really wanting to many times. And uh, I'm excited for their reactions. I'm excited for yours. I will really, really try hard to make it through this without laughing. <laughs> and then we can discuss what you think after it's done. Are you ready for the debut? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's called, da, da, da. Let's talk about cetacean sex. I am also nervous but excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Whale tell cetacean sexy time. Let's talk about sex, lady. Cetacean sex at sea. Let's talk about reproduction, mating, and biology. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex for whales. All the dolphins and porpoise chasing tail. It keeps coming up in our mail. 
Don't be coy, avoid or make void the topic, cause that ain't gonna stop it now. It starts when the penis comes out, wiggles about, out by the tail and not by the snout. A female swims by, lines up her belly, then the penis slips in like on nature telly. Those who think it's dirty, you have a choice, switch channels, press pause, or turn the podcast off. Will that stop them? <laughs> I doubt it. Alright, then come on, swim. Let's talk about sex, ladies. Cetacean sex at sea. Let's talk about reproduction, mating, and biology. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Splish and splash. Sometimes those dolphins are brash. Show off, jump, and crash, or use their tail to slash. Some whales sing for a fling, but then again, that's been disproven. Not walls are a hit because their tusks are booming. Humps and grays have crazy migrations. They swim and scout right past entire nations. These whales will not fail to get some tail. Porpoise even hook up and show off for sex. And who's up next? Oh yeah, dolphins have a rep for being oversexed. And believe me you, it's as good as true. There ain't a thing alive that they wouldn't get next to. And if the mood is right, and ain't no maid in sight... Oh, they don't get mad or sad or don't feel bad, because masturbation is a thing that they have. Some swim both ways and practice same-sex ways. And that's just dope. <laughs> Let's talk about sex, ladies. Cetacean sex at sea. Let's talk about reproduction, mating, and biology. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Whales, all the whales, louder now, help me out, come on, all the whales, whales, all the whales, louder now, help me out, come on, all the whales, so yeah, I can't believe we're going to play this on the podcast, but why not? Every cetacean's having sex. It's a natural, important thing to do, and we're going to share it with you. Let's talk about sex, ladies, cetacean sex at sea. Let's talk about reproduction, mating, and biology. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, ladies, cetacean sex at sea. Let's talk about reproduction, mating, and biology. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Uh huh. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was the greatest thing I've ever heard. I'm very proud of you, friend. Oh, thanks. Both for writing it and for like putting yourself out there and doing it. Like, <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm like legitimately really proud of you. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, and this is why it's great working on projects with your friends because they so surprise you. <laughs> it's so much fun. Okay, so can I tell you guys the lyric that I've like wanted to text you all week because it yes. makes uh-huh. me so happy. Favorite lyric. My very uh-huh. very favorite lyric. It's that narwhals are a hit because their tusks are booming. I could tell that that was your favorite. I also liked the the whale vocalization part. Yep. No, I like the part where he said it in his pe- first his penis has to come out because the part's true. It's very scientifically accurate. <laughs> yeah. That's Indeed. why it's about mating, reproduction, and biology. Yes. <laughs> scientifically accurate 90s hip hop. <laughs> 
also because as uh, fans of salt and pepper will no doubtably note, I did try to use some of their existing lyrics and rhyming structure as much as possible. Their rhyming structure, though, let's give credit where credit's due. It's really complex, the rhyming structure in that song. Um, but when I was listening to the lyrics, and I think that it's already, what, like the first month of 2021, and for sure my greatest hits of Spotify when it comes to the end of this year are going to include <laughs> Let's Talk oh, About yeah. Sex because of the number of times I listened to that song last <laughs> month. But when I was listening to it and the lyric in the original song is there ain't a thing alive that he wouldn't get next to or she, I can't remember what the pronoun is. Yeah. Um, I was like, well, that's about dolphins. <laughs> Clearly. <Yep. laughs> clearly uh, the amazing. most accurate line in the entire song oh, it's very very true yeah so that's what happened that's the song and that's our podcast everyone <laughs> bye <laughs> uh, i hope you enjoyed i hope you enjoyed but it's not the end because this week's fun flipper fact is about gray whale threesomes excellent <laughs> So we did want to share a mating ritual because back in our last year Sexy Time episode, we were only able to share a couple of mating rituals and there are quite a few different ways that cetaceans sort of attract each other and some ritualization around their mating practices. And one of the strangest ones is our fun flipper fact for today's episode. And that is the way that gray whales get down. So... I think longtime listeners of the podcast will know that especially Lindsay and I are not the biggest fans of gray whales. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry, that really gave it away. <laughs> and yet, I feel like every time we bring gray whales up in the podcast, they're really, really cool. So I think at a future date, I'm going to have to relook at my assumptions about gray whales. But for today... Nope. <laughs> Maybe do something next time, gray whales, instead of just blowing snot in my face. All right? Yeah. But for today, we're going to talk about uh, what happens in the, the sexy mating months of the gray whale's life, which is in Northern Hemisphere's winter. So... In the winter months, when the gray whales are down in nice, warmer, tropical waters, getting their tan on, which is what I would like to be doing right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, the pandemic. Anyway, they spend the mornings getting to know each other and not in the biblical sense. They actually just spend, uh, there's usually quite a lot of gray whales around in the area, and they spend the morning hours, kind of the dawn-ish to, to, to main morning hours, just like sidling up to each other and not doing anything particularly flashy. They are still gray whales, <laughs> but they're quite tactile at this time of year. And both males and females are kind of rubbing up all over each other and just kind of getting the lay of the land, as it were. Another sort of Bridgerton reference. I was just going to say, this is just, just so many Bridgerton fields. <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing a promenade around the room. A tour. And... All of this leads to the females who, as we did discuss in our, our previous mating episode, females in cetaceans, for the most part, have the ability to be quite choosy about their mates. And for good reason. They are going to be pregnant for a very long time. Grey whales are usually pregnant for 12 to 13 months. That's a lot. And, 
<laughs> and then they spend, again, as we've mentioned before, a, a year, usually more than a year, nursing after that very, very long pregnancy. So it's a long time commitment. They want to make sure they are getting the best possible genes. So all of this touching and feeling and swim promenading around the group leads the females to choosing or two male suitors or quarters. This is this is an episode brought to you by Bridgerton. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Get that sweet, sweet Netflix money. Oh God. So the female chooses two suitors, but she does show preference for one. And then in the afternoon, so as I said, this is all happening in the morning. In the afternoon, the trio goes off to a secluded area of the bay. And they spend the afternoon mating with each other. And the female will begin mating with her sort of favorite of the two. And the extra male is non-combative at all. This is what makes this so hmm. interesting. Um, even during the morning, there's no competition that can really clear, like no violent competition anyway, that can be, or aggressive, that can be observed. The males are totally down to just like hang out and be the second or third wheel <laughs> in this trio. And in fact, so much so that once they have paired up or trioed up, however we want to say that, um, the non-mating male actually helps the partners who are mating to get into position with each other. Because as we've talked about, sometimes it can actually be really hard for mm -hmm. like the the, the actual physics of yeah. cetacean mating to, to work, as you also heard in the song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so the sort of the extra male or the second choice male will kind of like help to support the female's body so that she can stay connected to her chosen partner for as long as it takes for copulation to occur. And then maybe as a thank you, or maybe because this is the second choice, then she kind of switches and mates with the second, but she always goes back to the first. And they, they mate a number of times all afternoon um, with whoever the first choice is getting more opportunities to mate. But there's, you know, there's a lot a lot of penises going around and uh, a lot of mating happening. And it's actually really, really cool. <laughs> huh. Oh, you cool, crazy gray whales. Always surprising me. And I was just going to say, like, I males aren't usually known as sort of doing that, like, like um what's it like allo is it allopatric allopatry something like that like where like so often females will help with like raising or looking after young in a group um of all different all, lots of animals but like lots of different whales we've heard about that in like belugas and mm -hmm. killer whales they sort of like are aunties with each other mm -hmm. but you don't really hear about that with males because males aren't really involved in parental care but it seems like it seems like they are maybe involved in other ways. Huh. And I mean, she. so the second one, like the second choice male, is still selected yeah. by the female. Yeah. Um, so he there's a video the that we're going to be able to share. It's from National Geographic that shows kind of the morning courtship element. So all of the, the touchy-feely just peck rubbing going on. And it like it's hard to watch that video and not anthropomorphize it and just be mm. like it's just it's just cuddling and yeah. like rubbing and and honestly it's really beautiful it's really beautiful to watch and I found myself having all kinds of like surprise and intriguing and like really sweet emotions about gray whales and now I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> I wonder if they've if anybody's 
studied and listeners if anybody knows if they've studied is the second are the two males related well i have no idea they'd have yeah, to like know. do like skin tags they'd have and to they probably wouldn't tags. want to disturb yeah the process so it's hard to know yeah they'd have to id them and then like do a mark recapture the next day yeah. or something because mm-hmm. it's hard enough to identify gray whales let alone males yeah no um, totally yeah so especially then but like i guess for the rest if they're not mating like if you had the ability to ID them the next day, it would be easy when they're down there because their behaviors are so different than mm-hmm. when they're up here and they're very curious. And not that you want to like biopsy dart a gray well that's right next to your boat. That's not nice. Yeah. Um, but, but they can do it. They could. They can do lots ways, of different yeah. stuff. Um, so that would be a very interesting study to see Yeah. if that has anything to do yeah. with it. Well, especially because they're yeah. not like the if even female gray whales don't have familial bonds after mm-hmm. they kind of like part from their, yeah, their that's, offspring. Yeah, that's what so I meant be, actually by the hard work. It was like hard work on the gray whales. Yeah, like do know. they know? Do they know who they're related to? Yeah, like how would be they? Their mom? How would they know? And then uh, because there is a video of this, it was taken in Newport Beach. It's really really cool. The footage was shot by Mark Girardo. And uh, just as a side note to, again, shouting out how there ain't a thing alive that a dolphin wouldn't get next to, in the video, there are a number of bottlenose dolphin voyeurs who are (laughs) observing and actively trying to get in on the courtship of the gray whales. So that was this episode's Fun Flipper Fact. I hope you enjoyed. And uh, next, not next episode, because that's our mailbag episode, but the next kind of regularly scheduled episodes, Fun Flipper Fact, is going to be selected by our patrons. We have a poll coming out soon so that all of our existing patrons have the opportunity to vote on what Fun Flipper Fact they would like me to dive into. So if you are not yet a patron and you would like to choose what I go and nerd out about, come and join us at patreon.com. <laughs> Um, if all this talk about Patreon is like, uh, what's Patreon? I've never heard of that. Or why is it cool? Uh, Patreon is a site where you can support creators like us for as little as a dollar a month. And, uh, that money goes to help us cover the costs of running things like whale tails. Um, and in addition, we are going to put up the full audio and the lyrics that Nicole wrote for our song earlier. We'll put those up on our Patreon, um, for free. So the link to that post will be in the show notes and then you can find out more about what patreon is and all the different cool perks but Lindsay might uh spoil some of those for you yeah so we have three different levels of uh rewards with um three different dollar amounts one dollar five dollar and ten dollar amounts uh per month and there's lots of different rewards at all of them we have a weekly newsletter uh with news and updates we have merch discounts and we have art hand painted by nicole we also have the the polls as we've said before and we also have this month only a coloring sheet from our brand new mascot wellington <laughs> we love wellington so much we're very excited um if you have no idea what we're talking about you can head to our social he's probably all over it by now because i can't help myself um he's the cutest thing that ever lived he has a slogan which i'm sure you know if you've listened to this <laughs> podcast and he was designed by our incredible graphic designer, Ross Henderson, who designed our logo and all of our merch and everything. And it's the best, and I love it, and you should check it out. And Yay. help support us and join our Patreon. Which is really 
it, it's it's so incredible everyone who has taken the time to become one of our patrons uh we say it a lot but it's because it really really is true um this is a labor of love for us all three of us have uh regular full-time jobs and very busy lives and so we make time for whale tales because we love whales and dolphins and porpoises and <laughs> each other and talking about them and you so thank you so so much for becoming a patron for helping to support us however you can and if you cannot support us with any amount of donation we completely understand listening is a true gift to us too and your feedback is an even greater gift so if you would like to leave us a rating or a comment on our podcast and future episodes we would love to hear from you it truly makes our day yeah um and nicole definitely wants to get comments on her songwriting ability because they're just gonna fuel her ego and then this is just gonna become a a song podcast <laughs> no it won't i promise uh anyway, let's uh take a step back so Nicole can go fan herself. <laughs> um we will listen to a new sexy whale tale from our one of our favorite storytellers, Ashley Keegan, who she's one of our regular storytellers. She tells stories all the time. She was on our podcast. You've heard her before. She said stories that she's actually been on before a couple of times. Um so here is her story and again Graphic adult themes. <laughs> hey guys, my name is Ashley, and I thought I would share a story that showcases the love affair bigs or transient orca have with their food. Of course, that love is not reciprocated in the slightest by their prey. It's definitely a very one-sided affair. The story I wanted to share is one that involves two families, the T36As and T65Bs from back in October 2016. So quite a while back now, but uh, it was a very, very memorable day and um, very exciting. So these two families were traveling together, going past an area that is often full of stellar sea lions at this time of year. And I honestly thought, we had found them at just the right time. They must be looking for lunch. They kept swimming by <laughs> and my excitement dimmed just a little. Uh, a sea lion hunt is a very exciting thing to witness, but they moved off from this area and headed into the open strait and disappeared. As I scanned the water looking for them, bam, in the distance, a full flying breach out of the water, clearly lunch was being prepared. Now, when Big's orca hunt, the surface activity tends to increase. They get more and more excited. And this excitement comes in many forms from tail slaps and spy hops, breaches and cartwheels. And sometimes even without a hydrophone, you can hear them vocalize through the hull of your boat or even at the surface. But if they are a boy, Sometimes there's another form that excitement takes. Sea Snake, Pink Floyd, Dork. These are just some of the names you'll hear used when, during the excitement, a flash of pink catches your eye. Yes, my friends, that long pink curly at the tip surprise is his penis. Now, on this particular day, I witnessed something I'd never seen before and have yet to see since. Uh, an orca breach fully out of the water with his sea snake fully on display. 
T65B1, uh, also known as Birdsall, was clearly enjoying the stellar sea lion hunt, and he was showing the world. Like I said, Bigs Orca do love their food. I mean, who doesn't love a good penis story? <laughs> Always causes an exciting boat trip. <laughs> Anyway, if you want to read more of our mating stories, um, you can. We have 13 right now if you just search mating in the, our search bar on our website. Um, as we wrap up the podcast, just wanted to throw a shout out. If you are um, planning a special meal for you and your COVID buddy in honor of Valentine's Day or just in honor of it being February. Um, or Galentine's Day. Or Galentine's Day. Or Love or, Yourself Day. Or just, you know, feel like... You should maybe have something, a special occasion food, because it's Thursday. I don't know. These are weird times that we're living in, and you just got to celebrate the good days. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we figured we'd, I'm sure most of you know, but we would remind you and leave some links in the show notes about where you can find out um, how to get sustainable seafood, like oysters or other fancy food. Um, so yeah, sustainable seafood, you can use the um, Seafood Watch app or website. Um, or the OceanWise um, listings, and that can help you in finding sustainable sources for seafood. Yes, um, there are grocery stores and restaurants, uh, I mm-hmm. assume, for takeout or safety, safe eating. Um, I don't go to restaurants anymore, so I don't really know how that works. <laughs> um, but there's lots of different ones, and sustainable seafood, I think we've probably talked about, I know on social we've talked about it, is not just um, supporting sustainable populations, but also sustainable fishing practices for those populations so that the um, fisher people can still work and the uh, gear is safe and is not left in the water. And of course, and the populations of the seafood species are sustainable and uh, thriving. So it's very important if you are a seafood eater. And from our from our episode last week, um, like I think we talked about all of our calls to action last week were about the power of like where you spend your money. And mm. so choosing to spend your money on sustainable seafood, um, both is supporting that industry, but also like telling people that that um, that like sustainable seafood is a thing that you value mm, and that definitely. A, as a community we value. So, yeah. yeah. Your power as a consumer when it comes to seafood in particular, it cannot be overstated because often if you think about the people who are catching or raising your seafood, these people, that is their entire livelihood and they will not, and sometimes it's a very, very dangerous livelihood, they will not put their lives on the line for something they can't sell. So yeah. mm. your power when it comes to influencing the market of sustainable seafood, we've seen this and how now rampant and in a good way, sustainable seafood is on the market compared to even just five, 10 years ago, especially it, you can have a huge impact no matter where you live, because we know obviously if you aren't coastal seafood is a lot harder to come by quality seafood, even, even more so. But even if you are in a completely landlocked area, you can still have a really, really big impact by by putting your money where your mouth is and where your heart is, and that's supporting sustainable seafood to help the whales so they can keep on mating. Yeah, <laughs> what we're looking uh, for here. Amazing. Yes, more whales. Yep, more whales. Exactly. And dolphins and porpoises. We don't yes. want to get any letters. <laughs> it's true. 
Um, and I think on that note, we have come to the end of our short but sweet Valentine's Day episode. So thank you so much for listening. We would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. I, yes, would love to hear your thoughts on the song. Um, but really, we'd love to hear your thoughts on any episode. So please visit our website, whale-tales.org, and find links to our various social media handles so that you can drop us a line. You can also tweet at us directly. I am FHG07. Sarah is Sarah K. Given. Uh, no H, and Nicole is Nick F. Can, C-A-N-N, if you want to, you know, give her some clapping emojis or <laughs> anything like that. Or if you have suggestions of other songs. Uh-huh. Or don't songs that any. you've, no, so, or if you've done, remixed your own song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Please so remix much. your own song. Don't give any, Nicole any more projects. <laughs> Um, you can head to our website to subscribe to our podcast, check out our merchandise, learn about supporting us and becoming a patron. And while you're there, read almost 1,000 whale, dolphin, and porpoise stories. That's whale-tales.org. Tales like the story, not tales like the animal. And if you have seen a cetacean, whether it was mating or not, we would love to add your story to our library. Click the share link on our site, contact us on social media, whaletales.org, or email us a voice memo like Ashley and tell us all about your incredible encounter. Thank you again for listening and for supporting us. We will be back in two weeks with our special mailbag episode. And until then, thanks everybody and have a whaley great day. <laughs>